Welcome to the Vibrant Living Podcast with Stacey Harmer. I'm so grateful you're here. I'm a certified holistic health and life coach and passionate about creating a vibrant life. We'll have conversations about nourishing your body, heart, mind, and soul, discovering your purpose and passion, and sharing your gifts with the world. This is episode seven, Intentional Living. Hi, everyone. How are you? Good to have you here. Hope you're staying warm in this snowy weather we have here, at least in Utah. Today's topic is all about living with intention and using our mind to do it. It's using our prefrontal cortex and conscious brain. I love this topic of nourishing your mind. I know the power it can have to transform your life for the better. It can also be used to destroy your life if you are not using it correctly. In Proverbs 23.7, it states that as he thinketh in his heart, so is he, or she, I should say. This is truth. Do you understand the power in those words? If you don't like where your life is right now, all you have to do is take a look at where your thoughts are and what you've been thinking about. We literally are designing our life every day by our thoughts. So play close attention and start noticing where your mind is. Our thoughts create our feelings or emotions, which drive our actions, which produce the results in our life. In a future episode, I'll go more into detail about this particular coaching model and how to implement it. Today, I'm going to be sharing some powerful tools. If you begin implementing them, I know they can redirect and change your life to whatever you desire it to be. I'll be sharing some of my own personal examples and story, but don't just take my word for it. Put it into practice and watch your life transform for the better. Our mind can be our best friend or our worst enemy and it's within our power to decide which one it will be. One of the great challenges of this life is to be able to control the mind because it can really have a life of its own or we let it um, control us. It takes personal control and discipline to be able to master our thoughts. But believe me, it is worth learning the tools and skills to do this. If you're feeling stuck, stuck or discouraged, This one principle will transform your life if you can master it. What we are really talking about here is creation. We are creators and we are using our minds to create our lives. I learned this power um, of this principle the hard way, but I learned the lesson so well that I'm committed to teach it to others. For the first 40 years of my life, it felt like everything in my life flowed to me almost effortlessly. Of course, we all have everyday challenges, but the majority of my life was easy, effortless, abundant, and happy. I don't want to sound arrogant, but almost anything I tried or wanted to have happen in my life did manifest. I believe that it started because I had a father who totally believed in me and told me that very often. As a young teenage girl, I would have regular father-daughter interviews with him. We would talk about how my life was going, and I would share any concern that I had. We would set goals together for the things I wanted to accomplish in the next six months. Then at the end of the six months, we would meet again and discuss those goals and how they went. Something remarkable happened. It seemed like most often all my goals were accomplished. I didn't realize it at the time, but he was teaching me a very important principle, accountability. I would come back to him and report how I had done in the specific areas that we had discussed. 
I knew that he knew my desires and goals, and I wanted to meet them and make him proud. I was very blessed to have a father who totally believed in me and told me that I could do and accomplish anything I wanted. One of the big lessons he ingrained in me as a teenager was trying to fit in, was that there were lots of pretty girls out there. But if I wanted to stand out, I should try to be more beautiful on the inside than on the outside. I'll always remember that and how I wanted to make him proud of by being beautiful on my inside. Of course, I was concerned how I looked physically as well, but I desired to cultivate a beautiful heart. So whether it was trying out for cheerleader or getting good grades, finding jobs, dating, earning scholarships, etc., it seemed like a lot of good things came into my life. I carried that into my married life. I found the man of my dream, had wonderful, amazing children and ran and started successful businesses. Um, and other things. I often wondered why people struggled and thought life was so hard. I know that's naive. I didn't think or realize I was being judgmental, but didn't understand why others seemed to struggle so much. Well, in this laboratory called life, I had unconsciously learned how to attract the things I desired into my life. I simply believed in myself and that it was possible, of course. Why wouldn't you? It would take work and effort, but my mindset was right. Life really mirrors back to us what our beliefs are. As I mentioned, I had parents who ingrained in me that I could accomplish anything I wanted, so I believed them. I suppose that I needed to learn many more lessons in life, including a level of compassion for others who struggled with difficult challenges. Everything shifted for me when I was 40 years old and lost my daughter. You see, I was really born to be a mother. I desperately wanted children throughout my life. Even though there were 10 kids in my family that I grew up in, I was number nine and always wanted more younger siblings to play with. I used to beg my mom to have another baby so I could take care of the baby. Of course, she told me that would not be happening. So I was thrilled to be able to start my own family and become a mother. I remember consciously deciding to be the best mother I possibly could. I took this role very seriously and I absolutely loved being a mom. Of course, motherhood came with challenges. I really gave it all my energy. I even began homeschooling my children because I began imagining all the wonderful things we could do as a family. We would have morning devotionals, memorize scriptures, read classics, and study inspiring heroes. We took field trips and had hands-on learning. Instead of simply studying about the founding of America, we traveled and did an American history tour, visited Mount Vernon, Gettysburg, walked the Boston Trail, and saw and experienced so many other sites. We studied great heroes, had book clubs, took art classes, and created a wonderful community with other families to experience the joy of learning, building our character, and strengthening our family. So when my sweet and beloved daughter passed away in her sleep following a brief illness, I was unprepared for the heartache, trauma, pain, and devastation. She was a treasured gift to our family, and it was through a deep spiritual process that we had brought her into our home. Not only was my heart broken into a million pieces, but my sense of worth as a person and her mother, who had the charge of caring for her, was destroyed. I was immediately blessed with, um, after her passing, with some beautiful spiritual witnesses and gifts. I was given a great amount of light and comfort. I thank the Lord for these tender mercies because I don't know if I could have survived without them. I barely survived as it was. I would hold on to the knowledge I was being given, the love that poured into our family and the light that 
was teaching me through this experience, but then my mind started going in all sorts of directions. I had never struggled with my thoughts before, but now it felt like a thousand negative thoughts were streaming into my head at once. I must be a terrible mother. If only I would have done this. What if I could have done that? I must be a disappointment to God and my family and on and on. I don't even like to say those words, but they were what was playing out in my brain. I never had experienced such discouragement, which later spiraled into clinical depression a couple years after passing. I was desperately trying to hold onto the light, but I felt as if I was being pulled down into a black hole and I didn't know how to get out. I don't wanna spend much time describing the darkness and depression, but I will simply say that I was in for a whole new journey and learning experience. I needed to try to get my life back, but I had no idea how. I was lucky to have some heroes and angels in my life who stepped in to get me some medical help and intervention. This was a blessing in my life but there would be a long road of recovery ahead of me. Fighting with my thoughts was a continual battle, and I felt like there was a war within me between light and hope and darkness and despair. Suddenly, my level of compassion for those who had gone through difficult, challenging, or traumatic events in their lives skyrocketed a thousand percent. No wonder other people struggled. How do you deal with your life when you have a devastating experience? I wasn't sure, but I knew that I needed to figure it out. I not only needed to get my life back, but to honor my true nature as a teacher. When something changes me, I can't keep my mouth shut about it. I desperately want to share it with others to help their lives improve as well. I needed to find tools to use on a daily basis to help me with my thinking. So this is where the power of our minds and creation comes in. One morning, as I was up early and contemplating how to move forward, I had a very empowering thought and idea come to my mind. I knew that I had created the hell that I had been living in through all the things I was telling myself and then began to believe about myself. I knew it was these thoughts that had taken me down to a very dark place. Well, that meant if I could create a hell in my own life, then I had the power to create the most wonderful, amazing life I could imagine through my thoughts as well. The idea of this became very exciting to me. It would put me back in control of my life and not allow my thoughts to play havoc with my mind or my life. I admit that it's easier said than done and has been quite the journey coming back, but it is possible. And I've found some treasured nuggets of knowledge and tools along the way. When I was in the pit and I'm in my darkest hour, I didn't believe anything positive about myself. So I decided if I was to recreate my life, then I would need to borrow from the admirable traits of other women that I looked up to so much. I began thinking of women that had made an impact in my life and the traits that I admired about them. I started listing two traits for each person. These became my affirmations. Once I wrote them down, I began memorizing them so I could recall them at a moment's notice. Now I had a tool to use when my thoughts would begin taking me to a bad place. I could just rattle off my affirmations. I began saying them first thing in the morning when I woke up and also saying them before I went to bed at night. Sometimes I would say them while I was driving or just whenever I needed to refocus my mind. Many people have asked for my affirmations. They're personal to me and have evolved over time. 
but I'll tell you what they are to just to give an idea. I'll, I'll list a few. Once again, at the time I wrote them, I didn't believe any of these things about myself, but I knew that I needed to rewire my brain with new and good thoughts and beliefs. Our neural pathways are strengthened through repetition, duration, um, frequency, and intensity. I know now I have a little daughter that has some developmental issues and I'm trying to help rewire her brain. Um, we adopted her from China a couple of years ago, but it, it is that repetition, duration, frequency, and intensity that starts creating those neural pathways. I knew that by repeatedly saying these words and focusing on them, I could ingrade them into my subconscious brain, which would help me become that person again. I've said my affirmations for the past 13 years or so. I created them using my conscious brain, which is about 5% of our brain capacity. But by saying them daily and focusing on them repeatedly, they've gone into my subconscious brain, which is really the powerhouse of our brains and about 95% of our brain capacity. That is when our beliefs change. Whatever is in our subconscious brain really rules our lives. That is why habits are so much stronger than desire. Habits are ingrained into our subconscious. We've done them over and over and over. Then they become easy. So here are just a few of my words. I'm Stacy Larson Harmer. I'm loving and vibrant, giving and compassionate, sweet and gentle, strong and determined, helpful and healing, fit and lean, smart and articulate, clean and organized, inspiring, influential, beautiful and talented. I'm pure and virtuous, an incredible wife and mother, self-motivated, self-disciplined, and devoted daughter of God, and a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. So those are just a few of, I have dozens more that I've just memorized and they're just a part of who I am now because I've thought about them, I've said them, I've um, repeated them, I've, I've imagined myself as that person. I've witnessed in myself how powerful words are for good or for bad and how we can create the life we want by the beliefs that we have and the words we speak. I was born with this knowledge in me and was fortunate to have parents who truly believed I could accomplish anything and ingrained it in me. But I had to relearn it after my life fell apart. Through experimenting on this with my own life, I can see how people get stuck and struggle. Often they don't know how to get out of their own pit. They focus on the negative things going on in their lives and try to figure it out. Well, whatever we focus on grows. And as long as we do this, we are giving energy, thought, worry, and words to all the bad that is going on, which in turn will only bring more bad into our lives. Well, this is where the power of intention comes in. One of the most effective ways to use our thoughts is to create positive intentions. This is where we get deliberate, intentional, and create vision. This principle is taught and clearly stated in the Bible. In Proverbs 29, 18, it states, where there is no vision, the people perish. We need to have something to be working on and working towards. We do this by stating our goals and ideas, wants, desires, and choices in the affirmative. Louise Hayes' book, I Can Do It, is a great resource to give you lots of ideas of positive affirmations in many areas of your life. Once we set our intentions on doing a specific thing, something magical happens. It's as if the universe joins us in partnership and will bring those opportunities to us. 
if you've never experimented with this principle, I'd encourage you to get detailed about a specific intention. Write it down, visualize it, focus on it, imagine it happening, then get busy doing what needs to be done. Something powerful begins pulling all the energy in the universe to bring about your specific desire. I'd like to give you a couple of examples of how this has worked in my life. Have you heard of the law of attraction? As I was striving to rebuild my life after dealing with my depression, I was introduced to a woman named Carol Tuttle. Perhaps you've heard of her. A dear friend of mine brought me her book, Remembering Wholeness. I was hungry for anything that could help me on my path forward, and her words were very powerful for me. I began wanting to learn more from her, so I think I purchased all that she had to offer in the form of courses and CDs. She was creating a program, Dressing Your Truth, and I went through her workshop. I loved everything I learned from her, and I decided that somehow I wanted to be associated with her. I didn't know what that looked like, but I knew that I wanted to be associated with her in some way. So I put her Dressing Your Truth brochure up on my dream board, a board with visual images or words that you focus on daily to help bring those particular things to pass in your life. I would look at my dream board every morning and evening and imagine those things actually happening. I would feel the emotion and excitement of it occurring in my life beforehand. Well, before long, I was contacted by Carol and asked to be a guest on her radio show. This was fun for me, and I was able to share my story with her audience. Then before long, I was contacted and asked if I would participate and allow my picture to be used in her Dressing Your Truth materials. I went for a photo shoot and then was interviewed. My photos and video were used on her promotional materials. After all of this happened, I thought, wow, that came about because I had a clear intention. I didn't know what would happen. We don't need to know all of the details. We just need to be clear on our desires. Another fun example happened when I was at a convention. There were about 10,000 people at this event, and I had heard a speaker share his experience about climbing Mount Everest. He was putting together an expedition to climb Kilimanjaro. Well, during the time of my darkest hour, my husband gave up a trip that he had planned to Kilimanjaro to stay by my side and help me recover. I thought that I would love to be able to help him find a way to do that trip again. I really wanted to speak with this man and I tried to find him after a speech, but I couldn't. I decided that I would put all this new intention and law of attraction stuff I had been studying and learning to the test. I specifically remember stating that I wanted to bring him to me so I could st you know, start talking to him. There were thousands of people and many breakout sessions. I didn't see him the rest of that day. But when I came back the next day for the convention, I went to one of the many breakout sessions that were being held. It was in a large room that probably held around a thousand seats. I took a seat by myself and I was sitting there um, by myself and there were empty seats around me, but people were filling in. As I was deep in thought, who should come sit down in the very seat next to me? It was the very gentleman that I had desired to discuss Kilimanjaro with. Of all of the different sessions he could attend and all of the thousands of seats he could have chosen, he sat in the seat right next to me. 
I didn't need to frantically find him. He came to me after I had made the intention that I needed to connect with him. I was able to discuss his climbing expedition and get contact information for a possible future climb for my husband. That was pretty cool. I thought to myself, wow, this actually works. Let me share one last example on the power of our intentions. For several months, I'd studied feng shui principles to enrich my home life. This is an ancient art of decorating and placement based on the idea that everything in your outer surroundings affects you. One applies it in their inner life through techniques like meditation, positive thinking, and creating balance and harmony in your mind, body, and spirit. It also uses the Bagua, a feng shui map, to locate the energy centers in your home to enhance everything from your relationships to your career. Well, I decided to do an experiment. My husband, Matt, was orchestrating and working on a very complex transactional deal with his company and had been working hard for several months. We rarely saw him home before 10 p.m. and he had spent the previous week negotiating in New York. He found himself in the middle of the economic crisis several years ago and the deal began turning sour. I decided to put what I had been studying to the test. According to Feng Shui, each area of our home represents an area of your life. So when there's clutter and disorder in a particular area, the corresponding life area will also be stuck or simply not thriving. I stopped and looked at the prosperity and abundance center in our home. It happened to be in our back entry from the garage and our laundry room. I was a bit chagrined to realize and recognize the disarray. I had loads of unfinished laundry. I had piles of shoes and coats and backpacks. As people came in through the garage, there were stacks of unwanted paper. And I thought to myself, I'm going to completely transfigure this area of my home, which was the prosperity and abundance, according to the Bagala map. I'm going to see if I might aid in getting Matt's transaction accomplished. So that was the intention I set. I spent two full days catching up and cleaning out the area. I didn't stop there. I redecorated. I used different colors um, for abundance and prosperity. I put in a water in a, as a, a fountain. I used fragrance and plants. Well, the very next day, Matt came home from a long conference. And well, that conference involved attorneys from across the country and said, the deal was done. Hallelujah. <laughs> I told him afterwards what I'd been doing. And my cute husband stated that to whatever effect it may have had, thank you. We kind of laughed about that, but I'm not claiming any credit, but I do know that there is a clear intent. When there is a clear intent, the energy flows um, towards that. And with God's grace, miracles can happen. This is one caveat um, to it all. We have to believe it will happen. If deep down inside we say, this would never work. This is just not going to happen. Then it probably won't. It's like it cancels out the order. The law of attraction is really the law of the harvest. We reap what we sow. Before the law of gravity was identified, everyone was still affected by it. It is the same with the law of attraction. Whatever we put our intention and attention on will come back to us multiplied. 
That is why so many people find themselves stuck or in a funk. They focus on their problems and what is not working in their life. Be careful with the words you use because whatever you say to yourself or others becomes your reality. One powerful way to create the life you desire is to create a dream or vision board. This is a visual representation of what you want your life to be. I've been using dream boards for the past decade and a half, and I've had wonderful results. Right now, I have a digital version of a dream board that I can access from my phone. It actually has several um, in specific areas of my life with images, words, and music. To create a physical board, you take pictures and words that represent your desires and place them on a board. Then you look and focus on it morning and night for a few minutes at a time. As you do this, imagine in your mind these things actually coming to pass. Feel the anticipation and excitement when you do. When we tie our emotion into our thoughts, our intentions become even more powerful. Also, simply repeatedly focusing on the images imprints them into our subconscious, which is the powerhouse of our brain. It becomes a combination of the power of the subconscious, the law of attraction, and simple reminders of the action steps we need to take to bring about the results we desire. Your board should include all areas of your life that you want to improve. It may include health and fitness, relationships, spirituality, personal development, travel, career, goals, and dreams. Have fun doing it, discovering, cutting, and creating your dream board and manifesting your desires. Another fun tool is to write a movie script for your life five years down the road. You write out a very detailed day of what your ideal life looks like. Be specific about where you are, who you're with, and what you're doing, and the impact you're having. When a mentor gave me this challenge, I followed his encouragement and wrote out my movie script. Something happened that was so amazing as I was creating my ideal life and writing it out. I had just written down that I would be holding retreats for women and speaking and sharing my principles of vibrant living. As I was literally writing this, I received a telephone call from a friend. She was creating an organization and would be holding retreats for women. She asked if I would be on her board and if I would come speak at a retreat. I have not had something manifest that quickly before and it was very cool and a reminder about the power of our intentions and desires. I told her, I am creating this as we are speaking. When we get the negative thinking and emotions out of the way, anything is possible. Remember, our thoughts create our feelings, which drive our action that produce the results in our lives. Your action item for the week is to support your positive mindset. I want you to take a sheet of paper and in the left column, write out any negative statements that pop into your mind about yourself. In the right column, counteract them by making your power declarations. These are the exact opposite statements written in the present tense. For example, a negative thought you may be entertaining in your mind is, I'm not good enough. Then directly across from that statement, write the truth in present sense. I am strong, capable, and deserving of all good things in my life. Repeat these power declarations or affirmations, visualizing yourself as this person. Feel the emotion with it, which amplifies that belief. It takes repetition, 
frequency and intensity to form those new neural pathways. So repeat those words often. Have fun working on these declarations and affirmations this week. And if you want to try to do a dream board as well, do that, as, especially as we are coming on to a new year. And I'm going to be talking more about this in future episodes. Be sure to tune in over the next few weeks because we're going to dive deeper into intentionally designing and creating the life of your dreams in the coming year. Thank you, everybody, for joining in on this podcast today. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Bye-bye now.